Hey there, it's Jennifer Boynton and the True and Beautiful podcast. Thanks so much for being here. So we have begun to tell the story of me and Jeremy. And last time we left off, as Jeremy and I were finishing high school, we were leaving Believer's Academy and entering our college years. And so today we'll take it up from there and continue with the story. I hope you enjoy it. When you guys reconnected, how long did it take you to get married? Not long. We went on a date. We always argue about this. I think it was October. She thinks it was November of um, 1994. And we were married August 19th of 95. Right. So uh, we went on one date as high schoolers we went to as juniors okay we went to a spurs basketball game and we went to the spurs Chili's. beat the lakers by the way just <laughs> right and i got scarlet fever that night it's so, actually a true story Look and i had scarlet a really fever. bad perm yeah, oh what? my gosh what uh, that's so uh, you have also i, I want to hear about the perm but <laughs> no you don't you got scarlet fever and had a perm Yes, I did. Wow. And they were probably connected in some way. No, no. During the game, I remember thinking like he was all up on his feet, you know, hooping and hollering and clapping and stuff like that. And I was like, I just think I want to, you know, stay in my seat somehow. Like some, you know, I was starting to feel bad. And then, yeah, I did. I got scarlet fever. So we never really kind of reconnected after that. I don't, I have no idea what we said to each other the next time we saw each other at school, but. Then um, we graduated, we went our separate ways. Um, And then after we graduated college, I was interested in doing like um, a two year program with, it's called Wycliffe Bible Translators. Okay. I wanted to, I loved linguistics and I loved the idea of whatever, going out somewhere and helping to put Living in a grass hut and translating the Bible that's into his a new language. Version of it, but that's fine. So he lived in Dallas at the time. Okay. There was a summer institute of linguistics close to where he lived. Yeah. That I cool. wanted to investigate. And so I called him up. That was in the October that I called him up kind of out of the blue. And he's like, Whoa, good to hear. He was sick. Oh my gosh, do you remember that? That you were so ill that night on the phone. You were not feeling well. But uh also we scarlet pl- fever. reaction so that was october then my friend renee and i went to dallas in november like mid-november stayed with him in his little studio apartment with the most hideous couch that i've ever seen that i think you got from like goodwill or salvation army i I know you're so proud of that it was ugly (laughs) but those are the best we we stayed with him for a a couple nights and he took us down to the Summer Institute of Linguistics, kind of checked it out, um, stayed up late, the three of us talking the first night, then the two of us, I think, talking the next night. That was in November of 1994. Renee and I came back on the Sunday. I called him and said, hey, we're back home. And he said, I really enjoyed that. I've been anticipating you know, you coming up to see me like I used to anticipate going to my grandparents' house when I was a kid. What a pickup line. That's so sweet. And, and he <laughs> said, really do cute. you think there's anything going on? And I said, no. I mean. <laughs> me neither. Me neither. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, that Thursday, that Thursday, he calls the school. Oh, my gosh, Jacob, because I was teaching. I'm so sorry. 
at Believers Academy, the school that we had graduated from. Wow. I had been kind of asked to come, would you like to come teach kindergarten in 11th and 12th grade English? We need a teacher. Whoa. So at that time, I That's was... That's a spread. I know. Yes, it was. And yes. So um, I was teaching. You know, I was pulled out of my kindergarten class. Jeremy Boynton is on the phone, which oh, everybody knew who he was, obviously, because he was a former student. All into the... Yeah. Yeah. So um, he said, hey, I have tomorrow off. Uh, can I come down and, and see you? Um, and so that weekend... Um, was the start of like every weekend he would come down and right away that very first weekend he's told me he looked at me across a table we were at Maggie's restaurant it was a 24-hour dive and he said I think I'd like to date us to date exclusively oh so he yeah wow. I was pretty quick you were pretty uh forward pretty forward yeah I think that's just and the you way you got married like within a year mm -hmm. yeah we got engaged that December I think I oh think... that's like three months later Two months later? Less. month and a half. Gee whiz. Mm -hmm. Well, part of it is that, I, and, and, and I feel like I have to defend myself, part of it was we knew each other since the eighth grade. Totally. Just, like, it's a different thing than if I'd met her on the street in October. Yes. Um, I mean, at least it helps me to say that. No, it, it actually, it really does. It builds a baseline of trust that, that you don't normally get. So I, I feel like um, the most... Perhaps, maybe I can't say most, perhaps one of the more interesting chapters of this whole yeah. um, story uh, is one that happened before that. Okay, tell. Um, um, and, and, it, and it also ties back into this uh, discussion of our culture is in terms of being legalistic and cult-like yeah. and all that. Um, but basically, when I was, <clears throat> I think, 13 years old, my father took me aside and said, you know, uh, son, the American dating scene is evil. And uh, I've, I've decided uh, that you're not going to date. Um, I just want you to know that uh, I picked your wife out for you. <laughs> and uh, um, um, I'm praying for her and I'm praying for you. Run along. Have a nice day. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Do you, who, who, is, who is your wife? Well, I'm like, well, that's my, okay, first of all, first of all, I'm 13, right? I'm yeah, 13, so yeah, I, yeah. I don't really care. I mean, that's. It's so beyond you at, at that 13, point. 13, like maybe if I was 16 or 17, I'd be like, dude. Yeah. But I did, I'm like, well, who is it? Yeah, He's yeah. Like, oh, I, I can't tell you that. I just, you know, that's Whoa. not for you. You don't need to know that. You don't need to know that. I'm like, okay, that's, that, that feels odd, but. That's really wild. <laughs> so then, uh, you know, he caught me right on the edge of that becoming interesting though i mean the timing of yeah. that was was kind of well placed in the sense of it was before i really cared but it was as i was starting to care yes definitely and and, and so uh and, and you know that that really set the tone for our relationship from you know from then on he and i were just button heads because uh there was just an unspoken i didn't know it at the time but there's just an unspoken control like like i i if I had had the ability to put words in my 13 year old brain, I would have been like, how yeah. dare you? How do you have the right without my assent yeah. to, to do that to me? But I didn't know that. I didn't know how to think that way or emote that way. I just thought it was odd. But it led to me getting kicked out of the house when I turned 18 right after high school. What led to you getting kicked out of the house? Oh, it was, oh, okay. So there's, a, you know, it, it all has to do with dating. So, you know, I. 
Wow. Yeah. So okay. basically, I, I started to date this girl, and I I came home, and you know, I'm like, well, I'm I'm dating so and so, and and um, you can't meet her. Like I've just start. I'm basically just flaunting my uh, right to empower and make my own life choices. Um, and these these you know, this girl was not a. She's there, there's nothing wrong with her. She's not a bad girl. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't anything like I was. She just wasn't part of our culture. She just wasn't part, part of, of his, his control. Got it. Uh, thing. He didn't know her. He didn't know her. Right. And so, um, you know, well, well, no, you're not. No, you know, you can't do that. Blah blah blah. And and you know, it came to a fist fight. Right. Whoa. Um, and, you know, uh, I discovered that I was old enough to subdue my father, which is a humbling thing. Yeah. Um. But that was it, right? Basically, I got kicked out and I packed everything I owned into my car. And it, it was it was a classic movie scene. M my father and my mother and the kids lined up behind him and me in the driveway pulling out uh, with Whoa. everything I owned in the back of my car. And I managed to goad it out of him. I'm like, dude, look at me, look at you. It's not gonna happen. You, you gotta tell me who this chick was that you wanted me to marry. Yeah. And he told me and I'm like, that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard in my life it just goes to prove you have no idea who i am you have no idea blah yeah. blah blah and i peel out of the driveway and i'm off Whoa. in a rage where'd you go uh well basically the the longer version is um he paid me uh my first six months wherever i chose to live and i signed a contract that i would never come home or ask for money whoa so i moved in to a neighbor five or six blocks away. Okay. Yeah, and it was like, you know, I took a bedroom and it yeah. took me those six months to figure out <laughs> how mm -hmm. I was gonna- Make a living. Make a living, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whoa. Yeah. Um, but the moral of the story is fast forward <clears throat> to me reconnecting with Jennifer yeah. after, after college and starting to date her seriously and realize I wanna marry this girl. And I had to go back to my father and look him in the eye and say, you know that girl you prayed into my life? I want to marry her. Jennifer was the... Yeah. Whoa, holy shit. <laughs> That's crazy. And, and I want your blessing. And? No, I can't do that. <sighs> can't do, I can't give that. I'm like, well, why not? You made this happen, dude. Yeah. Come on. Like, like, well, you didn't do it my way. Well, how could I do it your way? Well, you could... Uh, so I'm I'm living in Dallas, 23 years old, yeah. real job, paying my own bills. You're going you, to seminary. I'm going here, to seminary yeah. at night, uh, and and uh, and he said, well, you can you can quit your job and move back into my house, and um, I will supervise a courtship, and when I think you're ready, I'll let you marry her. Holy shit! To which I said, yeah, that's not gonna happen. No, whoa, that's a wild. That's a wild response, but it sounds like it was also on par with uh, the culture. Yeah, with the culture. It was consistent. Uh huh. Where what were your parents' reactions <laughs> to this courtship <laughs> oh, and eventual awesome. marriage? Um, what were my parents' well, reactions? Wait, wait, wait. To be clear, oh. he didn't tell them. He was praying. He was praying that in his own mind. He hadn't. When I was young, he did yeah. not go to them. So I don't. I don't. I want to make sure that's clear. Yeah, yeah they, was, they weren't aware of it. This was all the, him. This was all him, yeah. yeah. Okay, well. So when Jeremy proposed, it was December the 23rd. It seems to me, looking back, that everybody knew what was going to happen except for me. <laughs> he had, I think he had gone to my parents, my dad, sure. had you not? Absolutely. And um, so he and you told... you got their blessing? 
yes, but but it was uh, how could I frame it? Conditional, the word was not conditional, but uh, with fear and trepidation. They were like this. You seem like a bad guy, but I guess I'll say okay. I don't know. He knew you think, probably, right? I don't know that they. Well, I'm I'm hamming it up. I mean, yes, they, yeah, they yeah, were yeah. scared. They were scared. Of they, course, they, I mean, you know, you know because, just, because I was just... I was very much a black sheep in that community. I was, yeah. I was I was the evil one. I was the one I tempted was, by Satan. Oh you know, yeah, I was. I'd fallen off the deep end. Yeah, I, you, you know, all the, all whatever the, the negative way of thinking of people were, I was I was that object. You left the cult. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or didn't buy it in the first place. Yeah, to sounds, some degree. It sounds like you never really bought it, and That's people I'm... could perceive that. I'm sure. Yeah. So my parents, um, they what I remember was so they knew that he was going to propose. Then we went home and showed them the ring, and you know we're all excited. They were excited for us. Then I remember the four of us sitting down, and I remember a particular question that my dad asked, and he wanted to know about Jeremy's financial situation. <laughs> Do you remember that? Like, no. how? What's your plan on you know taking care of my daughter or that's whatever so kind of thing? Yeah, that's awesome. They were just beautiful. Like, you know, who knows what exactly they thought or feared or questioned or whatever, but they were supportive and. There was a, a point at which I think after we were engaged, I think maybe it was in February or something like that, I remember just starting to get really scared about it. Okay, this is like about, four months into dating. Mm -hmm. well, we were already engaged, yeah. yeah. And so um, I just was like, Mom, I just don't know. What if, what if it's, uh, and, and she um, basically said, uh, think back, you know, think back at uh, the ways that God has moved to bring you to this, you know, place. And so she kind of spoke courage into what's probably a normal process for, you know, a woman or a man who is thinking about something that serious is yeah. a little bit of, you know, fear. So she was supportive, like mm -hmm. so. She, so they approached it with fear, but also with love. Yes, totally, totally. Yeah, the fear was uh, was rational, yeah. given their context. Um, but they were supportive. They did not. They didn't. They certainly didn't try to meddle. Mm -mm. Um, and they went over the top in their own way. In 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 the love languages that they they were familiar with, they. Uh, they definitely exercised them how, how, towards both of us. How did they show up? What were those love languages? Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking of one that I'm embarrassed about now, but they gave Jennifer a car yeah. and it was this old beat up Toyota. And, but I mean, Nissan, that's baby. Nissan. That's mm -hmm. right. Nissan. And, um, it was a junker basically, but that was what they had to give and they gave it to her. And I thought, well, okay, you know, we'll drive this. Um, at least we don't have a payment. Come to find out, I had a payment. They were giving me the car with a payment. <laughs> and, and, I, okay. and I was I was rude enough. Um, I thought I was just being financially, you know, sound. smart and yeah. sound. I, I I gave it back. <laughs> Whoa! I'm like, I can't. We can't afford this. I mean, not. I mean, if it was a nice car, mate, but. So I was pretty much an ass about it, and they were very gracious. They gave us another My card. My daddy, yeah. They gave, Whoa. yeah, they gave us another card that didn't have a payment, which was even more of a clunker. But it didn't have a payment, so sweet. Yeah. 
So they kept pushing the love. They were like, yeah, they, okay. and they didn't mean anything. They, they, they hadn't. Yeah, they, there was nothing malicious. It, it, it was completely the opposite. Um, yeah. Just you being a young ass. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I love it. Very much so. That's, uh, uh, that's part of growing up. Yeah. Uh, and you were also, I mean, not in financially uh, secure situation, and right, I'm doing you know, it all on your own, and. That yeah, there's an ethic that you start to you, you 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 hopefully can start growing out of at some point. But when you're when you've got a four to five year space in your life where where pretty much uh, it's it feels like you against the world and you, yeah. you can't depend on or trust anybody else, you you become wary of gifts. Actually, definitely, it's, it's actually hard to accept something for free from somebody else. That is interesting. I never really connected those dots. What was your what was your perception of the whole interaction? Um, I guess I was a little you what you said no you said you know why I you know clunkers were normal to me yeah yeah fair <laughs> and so I was very comfortable with you know whatever it is that we drove or you know but I remember when he when we kind of reconnected. One of the things that really that I was impressed with yeah. about Jeremy. Long list, long list coming. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> was um, he just carried himself in an, a way that was unfamiliar to me, except for maybe Ronald P. Minor. Um, Sounds like a he, nemesis. Yeah, no, he's brilliant. Yeah, he's her parents' age, actually. So. Yeah, okay. yeah, and just like a second daddy to me. Sweet. And, yeah. So, um, in, in the community? Yeah. Or, okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But also black sheep? No, no. Interesting, though. The, yeah. the community had, had uh, a spectrum in and of its own. Yeah, that right. yeah, makes sense. And so in the spectrum, literally my parents were the poster children for the, the far off deep end. Yeah. And her parents and the minors, Ronald P. Minor, were the poster child children for the opposite end of that spectrum, whatever or wherever that was. They Nobody were, would have said that. They, what what but, I mean but it's is, true. Yeah. What I mean is like Jeremy, when I saw him again, when he came to visit me or whatever, or yeah. we went out after I was done teaching on a Thursday night or something like that. He dressed so well. His pants were, you know, you know, pressed and he was very together. He, his car was clean, you know, and very nicely Ooh, kept. Beautiful. And it's the little things. Yeah. All right. This it is, is just kind of, it is a funny. Yeah. yeah. He just carried himself with such kind of care and dignity was, really yeah. is what the word is. Yeah, you've mentioned it uh -huh. in that context a lot uh -huh. about the women, uh -huh. about how looking beautiful, about how feeling beautiful were not allowed. And I would guess it was similar for the men where you really couldn't be seen caring about material your, things, your presentation. Mm -hmm. And you were like, I'm going to look good. Where'd you get that, babe? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I got no clue. Anyway, it kind of, I saw it right away. So. <laughs> Cute. Jennifer. Mm -hmm. What? Okay, so at this point when you guys were getting married, you guys were both out of the culture. You had been out of it for a couple years. Oh. It seems like, Jeremy, you had taken a step out and you were gone. You were like, 
interested in the concept of faith. And beyond that, we're, we're just open to learning about other ways to embrace faith. Um, and I could be wrong about that. But Jennifer, I think, was questioning a lot less. Mm -hmm. But you were still out of it. I, I attended the church still during college. Yeah, I would, I would say she, she left it the day we got married. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Because we so were moving to Dallas. Okay. So not really no. volitionally, to be frank. Yeah, okay. So, it was so just, that was, I was changing location. So my question was going to be, uh, did you guys leave it in one big step or was it in parts? And it sounds like it was one big step for you, Jennifer. I don't know about you. Well, I, I would almost say the reverse. It was yeah. one big step for me because I, I was capable of that. I, I you know, I'm, it was an easy, clean break. And, and yes. I had already sort of broken off. For her, there, you know, there were there were relationships. There were, mm -hmm. there there, you know, her parents were an integral part of of mm -hmm. the community, and so it 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 had to be little by little, okay. uh, just um, in terms of of how she withdrew. Uh, withdrew. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And little by little learnings. Yeah. Like oh, different. You know, I remember when we were in Dallas, we went to a church, and I remember thinking, huh, sounds different, mm -hmm. you know, feels different. What felt different? The language a little bit, you know, the, um, there's just more space to breathe or something. A little less uh, hell and uh, brimstone? Mm -hmm. uh, more about, you know, the love of God, unconditional. I mean, I, I don't know that I would... <laughs> I don't know that I could really pinpoint it. It just sounded different to me. Yeah. Where did, could you describe it emotionally? Intri I was intrigued. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt a little bit like, you know, kind of a, a lid lifting off or something, a little bit more like, oh, there is... <laughs> There are other ways to describe the character of God. Could, could, it, could it be the, like this? Oh, turns out there might be other good people in the world. Yes, yeah, that too. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, uh-huh. Bringing it back to that. Yeah, uh, that's true. Perception of mm -hmm. how other people live their lives and how you live your life. Yeah, and what the world looked like, uh, what we thought that it was going to be. Did college yeah. open your eyes to the fact that there were good people outside of the faith? Um... Yes, 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 I would say so. And also, um, outside of the faith, I would say, um, you know, college friends who um, were people of faith, who believed in Jesus, who did have church experience, um, but it, and it looked very different than mine. They were good peeps. Did either of you have experiences with, kind of in college, and around that era uh, with atheists or people who weren't Christian? Um, go ahead, you, if you. Mm, not, not, not in the college experience. Um, no, I, I mean, I mean, certainly there were uh, uh, friends or more acquaintances in the business school yeah. that I rubbed shoulders with that I knew were atheists, yeah. but they weren't. They weren't. Um, you weren't having theological discussions with them. I wasn't really. Um, it wasn't that we were antagonistic at all. It just we, we uh, there weren't any. 
there weren't any real uh, deep dive discussions going on in my world at that point with um, people that had a different worldview. But I, I really think that has more to do with I was trying to survive, man. I'm, I'm working my tail off. Yeah. There just wasn't margins. There were just, just weren't any margins for that kind of downtime. Those conversations came, um, much later after I sort of was able to had the luxury of time. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say for myself, I did meet, um, you know, some friends like early on freshman orientation or whatever, Lori, yeah. Cheryl, who, you know, didn't have the experience of growing up in church, maybe, yeah. or a very different growing up church experience. But we didn't really, as I recall, in you know, investigate or share our experiences. I think that I did not, I was afraid to engage in different mm -hmm. still at that point. I, I was afraid to open up the conversation because I think I didn't know, I knew that I didn't know what I would say if people came to me with questions. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't know how to answer. How long did that fear persist? Dude, good question. I mean, uh, a long time, I guess, because I think uh, even after marriage, you know, I did have a, you know, um, my first job was in a human resources department as a married woman yeah. um, where people came from all different backgrounds or whatever. And I enjoyed that, but there wasn't a whole lot of sort of religious discussion, but I enjoyed sure. them. Yeah. And then a couple, then my next few jobs were in Christian schools. I was a teacher. Yeah. So I, you know, I went back to the safety of the flock kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And I stayed there for a really long time. When did it turn from fear into intrigue? I think it's, I think it's in varying degrees. Yeah. Been both at the same time. Sure. Sure. I could, so I don't, I don't think it turns. I think it's, it kind of, um, those, those emotions, back and those forth, emotions maybe? process together. Parallel processing. Parallel processing. Well, it sounds like the, I mean, from what I understand, um, again, could be wrong. Um, there was a slow pivot and the fear kind of took a back seat as you were getting older and the intrigue took over mm -hmm. until the point where the fear was not holding you back. But it wasn't that, driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel. The intrigue was, but that took a long time. It took a very long time, Jacob. I, I might, this might be. Yeah, you uh, can say it. Uh, what's the word? An antagonistic? I don't, that's not quite the word. Cavalier? I no, know, I just, no. and I, I don't want it to be a negative thought. Antithetical? But um, I kind of almost feel like um, uh, the biggest change was was our private war. I mean, yeah. th th it doesn't. It didn't. It actually left to its own self. That whole um, parallel processing is is has entropy. It 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 needed a catalyst. What do you mean entropy? Can you please explain that? Um, the backseat, uh, the fear and intrigue. Um, left to its own devices, uh, fear's going to win. Uh-huh. 
For sure. It, you, it, there's not a natural maturation where you just wait long enough and the intrigue takes over. It's it's yeah. there's a there's a blow up moment. There's a catalyst where you just yeah. where you're <laughs> forced to make the right choice because there are no other options. And those are cataclysmic moments, not slow metamorphosis events. Well, yes and no. I mean, it, you have to build up to it, right? Yeah. You got There's got to be a lot of pressure in that pressure cooker before it explodes. And you guys t took a lot of pressure on before it exploded in a lot of directions. Uh, it's very, it's very interesting. It's very big bangy. It's very, it, it is exploded kind of, isn't in, it? in like both the, in three dimensions and the fourth dimension. Mm -hmm. like yeah. It exploded out and like so much of this has been learning how to be. Hey, thanks again so much for listening. Next time we will tackle what our relationship looked like early on as a young married couple. So take care and we'll see you then.